0: Welcome in Vegas, Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Darren Millard out at Studio 31. Chris Chapman, Ryan Wallace hanging out here inside Finley Chevrolet, Fox Sports, Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215. Home of the... Woo!
1: Let's get at it. It's been a fun day in and around VGK land. Uh, We're getting a lot of stuff done in anticipation of the road trip next week and then the bye week uh, putting some content plans in place to execute and then we'll also look back at last night's victory by the VGK which came at the expense of the New York Rangers and continued this sign of progress uh, and uh, just elevating their game not perfect yet it's a imperfect game as Bruce Cassidy likes to say but we've got back-to-back wins we've got Three out of the first four on this homestand, and you're starting to see things develop in a way that we're more used to around the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, we've also got our Hockey Parlay Contest coming up. You know the drill. We'll give you three games. If you pick the winners of all three games, you will win cash. And how much cash are we playing for this week? I believe we're up to $400. Yeah. $400, we believe. It could be 17000 It's not it $17,000. It's It could be $25, but it's we believe... It's never $25. We believe it's 400 though, no, right? It's, it's $400. It's $400. So today, if you are the correct caller, the lucky caller to get through, and about 450 fifty, in and around that time... Holding you to that. We will... Give you an opportunity to win four hundred dollars. We've all picked our games. Chapman, keep them honest on the breaks, okay?
2: Yeah, yeah, I will. By the way, you're starting to sound a little like me. You believe? What is this stuff? I believe.
0: Well, no one got back to me on whether or not it was four hundred dollars, so I'm just <laughs> going based on what I remember the games were last week. No, it was
2: so three hundred. By the way, yeah. I think I think the poor guy who played last week went over three. Yeah, it's a bummer. Doesn't matter. No, I mean, I, well, listen. That's really hard to it do It matters as well. to him.
1: Yeah. No, like 0 for 3, 1 for 3, 2 for 3. It's the same. You get nothing. No, I know. Mm-hmm. Unless I'm you're saying. perfect,
2: you get nothing. I think it's just as hard to go 0 for 3 as it is to and, go 3 now. And, and,
1: and by the
0: way, you didn't jump in to answer that question either. as Who? to whether, As to what we were up to this year or this this week.
2: Well, I th- it was four hundred dollars. I you knew you, there that was, for, you was no confirmation
1: from you on that.
2: Well, I do. I, well, I know because I got we got a text message from the promotions director last week telling us it was three hundred.
1: Well, okay. Then why, when I said how much are we up to, and Ryan said I believe it's four hundred dollars, you didn't say yep. Well, I darn I, rightin
2: I enjoyed it's, I enjoyed watching the two of you sound a lot like me when I, when I opened I mic up. I didn't sound like anything. I, I admitted I didn't know. <laughs> well, we know it's not $25. It's okay. never
0: been $25. And we know Wait, what, it's 17, never... Have
2: we ever got up to 17000 No, but I think we got up to 1000 once last year. Yeah, yeah.
0: we did have That's when Chapman and, and I were going to split the check. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, we were close, man. You guys we were, were all so in close. on that. Yes. We, were, we were right there. Wallace wanted nothing to do with it. The rules police. Yeah.
1: All I, all I did was give gimme games
0: every week. Every that week.
1: Was, that was awful. You guys aren't allowed to cash in on the money. You guys aren't allowed. And then what happens this year? Chapman gets his buddies to call in, and they win. Like <laughs> Good all for Jordan. Sudden, all yeah. of a sudden, the rules went out the window this year. It's, it's
0: not, oh, goodness gracious, it's not the buddy system. Did it's you just, just say a Goodness guy. gracious? Yes. Is this Charlie I
2: Brown? I don't think Charlie Brown says goodness gracious.
0: I mean, I, I can't swear on the radio. What do you want me to do?
2: <laughs> Charlie Brown says good grief. Good grief, yes. It's pretty
0: close. Close. It's enough. not close at all.
2: I like the teachers. Wa 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 wa.
0: That's usually what I hear. When That's Aaron what the last segment of the four show and sounds like
2: <laughs> today,
1: every single day. Catching That's up about
2: with Chapman. wa 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 Oh, Christopher. Star Wars. Wa 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 Star Wars.
1: <laughs> I do. Uh, I do get the odd. Uh, Person coming up to me saying, "I heard Chapman last night. What was he talking about? Wait, about Texas Rangers? No, it was about
2: the uh, the islands. <laughs> well, yeah, we already discussed yeah. that. And, people, and pe- people were very confused as you, to what upset you were upset that I didn't know who Rachel was because I thought her name was Rebecca.
1: Yeah, well, are we that re- was are we really this right now? Yeah. No, no, we're we're gonna this is this is what uh, Chapman's gonna do. He's gonna live. It's like the Benjamin Button." movie (laughs) he's gonna he's gonna live the whole week in reverse that's that's his plan today Uh, we've got uh, a later schedule tonight in the National Hockey League the Red Wings against the Hurricanes uh, starting up Uh, how about the Hurricanes uh, picking up uh, a goaltender off waivers today Blue Jackets against the Devils Uh, New Jersey needs a win there Islanders could use a victory over the Chicago Blackhawks tonight and this is another one where There's a desperate team against a team in a really good spot. The Minnesota Wild hooking up with the Florida Panthers. So those are your your four games in the National Hockey League. I don't know whether there's a game of the night, per se, uh, as opposed to last night where there was uh, several uh, high-profile games From the Edmonton Oilers, winning uh, 12 in a row, not in one night. Mm -hmm. Uh, That would be a jam-packed schedule, but they've now won 12 in a row. You had the Avalanche against Bruins, uh, which some people were talking about as a potential Stanley Cup final preview. Uh, I was looking forward to uh, what was going to happen between the Maple Leafs and the Flames, and then you also had Vancouver, and L.A. in action. Uh, Kings uh, faced the Predators, and the Canucks uh, got by the Arizona Coyotes all on a night when Jonathan Quick uh, returned to T-Mobile Arena. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that a beautiful uh, ovation? Like, There's some that are more emotional than others. And mm-hmm. for a guy that didn't play very long, would you call it a strong nine weeks? Sure, uh, with the Vegas Golden Knights, yep. uh, Jonathan Quick, the legend being around, mm-hmm. and, and what he did for the room and just uh, swagger and, and players that had been in the National Hockey League for a number of years looking over going, that's Jonathan Quick. In our room, and he he didn't start in the in the Stanley Cup playoffs, but was such a a great resource uh, for the team, for the coaching staff, uh, and uh, and for the group in general uh, to return last night to get his ring just before the game. Uh, and uh, was honored by the uh, the players and the management and the coaching staff and uh, and then to receive that uh, that standing ovation during the first commercial break that that was I might just be because it might just be because I'm a goaltender but uh, I thought it was a pretty neat one
0: yeah I I enjoyed every minute of it I thought it was awesome you're talking about a a three-time Stanley Cup champion and one of the best uh, American uh, American-born goaltenders to to ever play the game. So it, it was really cool. It was a nice moment. Jonathan Quick's smile kind of said it all, and and I, I give a lot of credit. He doesn't smile a lot. No, he doesn't smile a lot. So, again, that said it all, right? Like, he enjoyed that moment. It was really cool to see. And you're right, for a guy that wasn't around the team and, and for that long, the impression that he's made kind of lives on beyond him, and, and he's a big reason why they were able to win a Stanley Cup.
1: Uh, fun stuff uh, with Jonathan Quick, and he watched uh, Igor Shosturkin victimized by the Vegas Golden Knights, and they'd alternated loss-win, loss-win, loss-win uh, for six straight games. It was the consistent inconsistency, right, sure. over the over the six-game stretch. Yep. They put back-to-back wins together following up the uh, game against Nashville, and we'd, we'd seen it coming, uh, the – Kings victory right before the Winter Classic uh, was a strong performance. Uh, The Islanders' uh, win was really, really encouraging. Couldn't follow them up. Uh, Then you had Nashville, which kind of just pushed it uh, forward a little bit. But you also, in that game, had a sluggish, quiet start. Last night, trimmed that up a little bit. You still were not uh, great out of the gate, but uh, I think in all of those games, you've seen the Golden Knights' performance and execution get tighter defensively and start making some real strides in putting the puck in the net.
0: Yesterday was was interesting because you're right. it, It had some parallels to what you saw on Monday against the Nashville Predators in that, I thought the New York Rangers were the better team early on, first 8 to 10 minutes of the game. It was really uh, about kind of compacting the middle of the ice. Yeah, the Rangers were able to hit a couple of seams on their power play, but Logan Thompson uh, was excellent in the first 8 to 10 minutes, buying the Golden Knights time. And then when Vegas kind of has their first push of the game, they score and then they add to it, extend that lead out a little bit. And and that really, to me, was the big story in that they, they defended well while the Rangers were on top of them early. And Logan Thompson bought the team time to, to kind of get around to, to the way that they needed to play. And then from that point on, I thought the Golden Knights were
1: better. Yeah, back-to-back games where they've basically scored in the first five shots that they've had. It was yeah. the second shot against Nashville. It was the fifth shot uh, last night against Igor Shosturkin. And, and uh, we'll get into the lines and, and what we're seeing uh, develop on that front. Uh, it It's interesting. When you look at the game against Nashville, it took 15 minutes to get a shot. But what they gave up wasn't significant at all. Like they, Nashville was kept primarily to the outside. Uh, but it, it got made um, more out of than, than I thought was actually there because it took longer for Vegas to actually record a single shot on goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, last night, I thought the Rangers were more dangerous in the first part of the first period. They had 11 shots in the first uh, 10 minutes uh, of the game. A lot more high-quality chances than Nashville had, uh, and Logan Thompson had to be more of a difference last night than he had to be the the game before. Uh, he stepped up, and then then for the next uh, forty minutes, mm-hmm. from the ten-minute mark of the the first period till like uh, uh, early in the third, it it was a lot of Vegas, and the Rangers scored early in the third period, but still that that consistent lockdown performance. Uh, I saw saw some encouraging signs uh, from from Vegas being able to flip a switch, but uh, uh, even though uh, the, the Nashville game was higher profile because it took longer to get a shot, I thought Logan Thompson played a much more important role last night.
0: Yeah, the the Rangers were certainly more dangerous in the first 10 minutes than the Predators were in the first 15 minutes of that game on Monday. And, you know, again, you have to give a lot of credit to Logan Thompson. Bruce Cassidy was right on the money after the game. He said that if Logan wasn't dialed in early, if he wasn't their best player in the first 8 to 10 minutes of the game, we're probably not sitting there talking about a 5-1 victory. And usually that gets lost in the fold when you score five. But, you know, the fact of the matter is, Logan Thompson had his fingerprints all over that game
1: uh he really seems to have found it right yeah. now oh, yeah. uh, into an individual role uh, is he playing the best hockey that we've seen Logan Thompson play this season that's pretty close mm-hmm. when when you've held the opposition to one goal in three of the last four games and haven't allowed more than three uh that was uh, the the uh, outlier the loss uh, against the Calgary Flames i, I think that uh, that logan is is Back to being what the organization needs from its school tending.
0: Well, you you're you're looking for a guy to go out there and give you a chance to win, right? And obviously for Logan Thompson, you, you look at his last four starts, five starts, he's done that job in spades and the wins, right? Like he's only allowed one goal in each of the wins that he's had over the over the last four or five games you're going to win a lot of hockey games if your goaltender can give you those types of performances. So I think that, you know, he's turned a corner, certainly, uh, of, of late in just how he's playing and, and the confidence that he's got. And I think that, you know, when you get some of those big saves early, it, even if you're not on your game initially, it allows the Golden Knights to settle in and, and find something and, and find that reset button, whatever it might be. When you get those those moments, it, it can kind of change momentum in the right way, and it did for Vegas.
1: The, the turning point in that game last night uh, wasn't necessarily a goal. it was a rush by Mark Stone uh, at the uh, at the end of a, a penalty kill uh, that uh, Byron Fraze uh, took the uh, took the penalty mm-hmm. and Stone made a rush and it kind of brought the building back and Stone added a couple more points last night and and I'm wondering like as, as great as Logan is playing, is Mark Stone? on the best run that we've seen him this year. He's he's already played more games than he did all of last year. Mm-hmm. He's, he's passed that barrier, that mile marker. He's now leading this team in point production. He's more than a point per game. He's on pace to smash his career high for points in a season. And he's had good starts before. He's had good stretches before, but quietly because a lot of talk about Marcia. So uh, we are focused on Jack Eichel a lot. Uh, Then you're, you're, you're talking about uh, the absences of players uh, out of this lineup, kind of going through it quietly. If I can say that Mark stone is having a team MVP type season. Oh,
0: absolutely. He's been, you know, obviously, it, it, it's been a little bit before Jack Eichel went down. I, Jack has been kind of that leader all season long, but you know, Mark Stone has been quietly going about his business um, for a while now, and he's just he's he's kind of taking his game to another level. Certainly now being uh, the guy, uh, the not just the heart and soul leader, but you know, the the most important player right now, and and that's what Mark is to to me in my eyes. Uh, he has really kind of elevated his game. He's dragging everybody into the fight, so to speak, and he is delivering big-time performances. You talk about the hat trick uh, against the Nashville Predators. You needed somebody to go out there and have a statement type of game. It was your captain. It was your leader, and he's just been able to follow that up with really strong play. But it's it's
1: been happening all year. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It just hasn't grabbed our attention, and I, I'm in in that camp uh, he had two goals in October, wasn't uh, blowing the doors off anything, but had a, a, a good solid month, uh, was was better in November with uh, 13 points, just around a, a point per game, and then jumps out of the chair in December mm-hmm. with uh, six goals and more than a point per game. And he's getting that done again. He's carried that over uh, into – uh January right now and uh, not necessarily the goals because January didn't start great from a goal scoring uh department he all three came in in one game but he, he doesn't go two games without a point uh, this month when they need him and very rarely does does Mark Stone go uh more than than two games without a point on the year he had a a bit of a flat spot in in november uh and uh that that was his his biggest lull Mm -hmm. but other than that he has been really right on it from a player that you can count on and uh, i i I find it funny that or i'm self-critical that i haven't made more of his performance this year until i started going through it yesterday and looking at, uh, at what he's doing statistically by comparison to his previous years in the national hockey league and i was i was surprised to see how much better of a pace he's on mm-hmm. compared to his career best
0: yeah it's interesting right because if you look back at mark stone say from the beginning of december and and really more or less you look at vancouver on November 30th that's the game where Aiden Hill goes down so the, the the game where the Golden Knights kind of lose their tandem or at least the the tandem that we understand as as to be their their goaltending unit Mark Stone through 22 games has 27 points, 10 goals or nine goals, 18 assists. Like Mark Stone has been incredibly consistent through that stretch. And when you look at, you know, the record in December and the record uh, kind of the start the year in, in January, you, you know, that it's been tough sledding for the golden Knights, but Mark Stone has been a pillar
1: of consistency through all of it. He, he's got one four game stretch without a point and another three game stretch failing to register mm-hmm. a point. Mm-hmm. And in that, there's a three-goal performance and there's a four-point performance uh, against the, the Calgary Flames. The rest has been just chipping away. He had four points against the Colorado Avalanche in that 7-0 uh, victory. But everything else is chipping away, but chipping in every single night. And uh, uh, it's it's going to start getting a lot more play as as we look at him because now he's on top of the... The scoring lead for the for the Vegas Golden Knights. He's past the uh, absent uh, Jack Eichel, so it just naturally you're going to pay more attention to it. Uh, he's obviously uh, involved in the game um, with uh, with Chandler Stevenson uh, and and what they've been able to do reunited, and we'll we'll see how much uh, he can keep it going. But uh, we're we're looking right now. To push a ninety-point season, mm-hmm. and if you do have a really good stretch, you can get into the to the hundred-point campaign. I remember, we were talking, uh, and I and I've I've been uh, uh, had this pointed out to me a couple of times by uh, people in and around the, the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, Jack Eichel was my focus, and then William Carlson got off to a great start. Uh, Jonathan Marchessault uh, is, is putting up some great point totals uh, this year, uh, and I kind of moved around who was going to be the potential 100-point guy. Always following Jack, but there was challenges from Carlson. There was challenges from Marsha. So it, it, it might end up be being the guy from from the outside who just casually goes about his business in the captain.
0: So I'm oversimplifying here, but when you look at the Golden Knights and their recent run of defensive play, and you're looking at – you know, an opportunity where you go into a game and you're trying to limit the opposition to one or two goals a game when you can kind of look to your captain. And it's not going to be every night, but you mentioned it. He's only had, you know, one pocket of four games in a row where he didn't record a point, one pocket of three games in a row where he didn't record a point. Like, you can can get yourself into the spot where you believe that you know, Mark Stone's going to be able to pick you up. He's going to be able to lift you up in one spot, and you're going to need to find another goal or two from somebody else or another point or two from somebody else, and all of a sudden you feel like you can start putting together a little bit of a streak just in terms of points in the standings, and I think that's kind of the psychological advantage of having a player as consistent as Mark Stone right now as your defensive game rounds into form. And for Mark personally, I, 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 it would be a great thing, right? If, if you were able to – to bounce back after winning a Stanley Cup and, and push a 90-plus point season, that'd be huge. It'd be amazing.
1: And the last two games is really reflective of what the Vegas Golden Knights are built on when everybody's in the lineup. Yeah. Uh, you have your top-line players contributing. You have a power play that's dangerous. And then you have the, the players on uh, the fourth line or down in your lineup Uh, also contributing and being very noticeable. Last night pushed forward uh, the uh, ability for Bruce Cassidy to roll over his lines and and be able to have some pressure and some uh, attack uh, on all four lines. I thought Brett Howden was fantastic last night. No he scored the the empty net goal, but uh, but, uh, him and Brisson and Cotter uh, just, just looked, good, more comfortable together. Uh, Nick Waugh's line was fantastic last night, uh, Nick Waugh in particular in being able to set up a couple of goals and uh, and, and and Mark Stone power play uh, being and, and Ivan Barbashev uh, clicking and Chandler Stevenson uh, being really good. Uh, it's, it's, it's not all four lines, but you didn't have a line that was costing you. Uh, maybe a little bit more of a spread in in ice time. Uh, it was back-to-back games, remember, uh, for Sheldon Rempel, uh, American Hockey League, then the National Hockey League. I'm not surprised that they managed his ice time uh, a little bit, but uh, but they, they it just followed, the last two games anyway, followed uh, more of a VGK script uh, that we've been able to see, and now they're in a position... Where you're looking at this five-game homestand to be a a swing moment or a swing stretch in the season with the potential to win uh, four out of five at a critical time when things weren't going right, and uh, and a, a year ago they were 500 at this point on at home ice. Mm. Uh, now they're they're. Uh, up to uh, what seventeen wins at, at home, and and making that happen, and have have really been able to gather them some momentum going into this New York road trip, going into the All Star break.
0: Yeah, for sure. You you wanted to use this homestand as a way to kind of get yourself back into a rhythm and, and trusting your game, just before, straighten it out. Yeah, before right? going on the road for four. Right, and it's not going to be an easy road trip. The Golden Knights have have struggled of late on the road. That's for sure. But you wanted to utilize this homestand to the best of your ability to, to just get your game back to where you need it to be. And I think from that perspective, the Golden Knights have done that. Now you you want to finish it strong tomorrow against the Penguins and go out feeling really good about yourself.
1: It wasn't, it wasn't even like Vegas was looking to get its game in order or fine-tune its game. They were trying to save their game, like find it in any fashion because of – All the disruptions to the lineup uh, and coming off the fatigue uh, of the first half of the season and when they hit that wall from a physical point of view on the on the road trip right before the holidays. And then the injuries start affecting, and you lose Carrier, you lose Carlson, uh, you lose Jack Eichel, uh, Ben Hutton's out of the lineup. Uh, guys that they've just lost in the last little bit. Uh, Aiden Hill is unable to return to the lineup. It's It's been just since Christmas there's been so much attrition that has cost them uh, any momentum to this season that this stretch – Was vitally important to get it back. Get it back, not tweak it, but get it back. And without saying too much hyperbole, I think I think this homestand has been better than three and one so far. uh, Even reflects well. Yeah, I mean the way that they've been playing, right?
0: is yeah. certainly something that you feel good defensively, about defensively, offensively.
1: Yeah. They're scoring five goals a game uh, all of a sudden, and and they're keeping the puck out of the net. The, this this strikes me as as better than even Bruce Cassidy might have expected.
0: It feels more than than three and one in their yeah. last four games. You're, you're right on the money there. Like again, it's 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 about dis- like you said. It's not necessarily looking at reinventing anything but just finding it and putting the pieces together of how you've got to play in order to win especially in light of the injuries that the golden knights have kind of amassed and they found that and and now it's about kind of continuing to play that way and reinforcing it the way that you need to and the fact that they're getting wins that's that's making it all the uh, making all the difference because you're you're keeping pace with you know the, the Vancouver's and now the Edmonton of the world. Um, and those points are valuable, but the way that they're playing is even more valuable.
1: Uh, the third and fourth lines, can't, there's some interchangeable parts there. Uh, Cotter was uh, up a little bit. Uh, Cotter was down uh, a little bit, just shuffled back and forth between the lines uh, because uh, Rempel didn't get uh, a ton of ice time. Uh, but uh, look, just just focus on on those lines. Uh, you got a great bounce back goal from Keegan Colasar after a goal. Not a bounce back goal, but a follow-up goal. Uh, and and that really put the dagger in the game. That ended it last night. The, the goal late in the second period off the tip goal. By the way, Keegan Colasar has got three goals this mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. He hasn't shot the puck in the net yet. Nope. They've all been Tips, yes, and deflections, and last night was the most impressive because he was going to the net, and uh, he was it uh, wasn't parked there waiting for the puck to get there. He was arriving at the same time, and uh, what a beautiful deflection! But uh, but that line had had some some good looks. I I thought the Howden line uh, was a lot more noticeable uh, with with Brennan Brisson. Uh, last night, and, and Sheldon Rempel, who was inserted in the lineup, but uh, was was more noticeable than the third line was uh, the other night uh, ag- against Nashville. When um, it was uh, who was on that third line the other night? Uh, Denisenko, mm. right. Uh so, so just, just more noticeable. That doesn't, it might have been just because Rempel, uh, and he didn't play a ton. It was less than 10 minutes, but mm-hmm. maybe he was full of confidence. But Howden raised the level of his game. I thought Brisson looked more comfortable. And the top two lines have, have ham and egged it the last couple of games. Uh, it was uh, Stone obviously scoring a hat trick two games ago. And then Nick Waugh carried over what was a really strong game against the Predators with a, a impactful play and uh and delivering you know, of offense uh mm-hmm. last night
0: yeah maybe nick was best game of the year right like yeah he was everywhere he did everything right obviously a couple of minutes shorthanded a couple of minutes in the power play yeah lot, a lot mm-hmm. of
1: great stuff five on five
0: rounding out his game and and kind of t- taking the the reins and the ownership of that opportunity, and it, it, I think it took him a couple of games to to kind of feel comfortable between Barbashev and Marshosso, and you could start to see this building and building and building. But you know Nick Wad down low is is as good as they come, and now he's starting to build a little bit of that chemistry with Barbashev and and Marcheseau, and I, I'm excited to see what those
1: three can do moving forward. Well, the two goals that uh, that he set up were almost identical. Uh, different spots with the passes, but uh, but he sets up Jonathan Marcheseau. And, and I'm not kidding when I say two weeks ago, that shot by Marshall ends up right in the belly button mm-hmm. of Igor Shosturkin, yeah. and it goes for a face-off. But feeling better about himself, it slides 18-hole, and, and away he goes. And maybe that play under review in the barbershop first goal that goes off a skate maybe the national hockey league looks at it differently two weeks ago it, it could have gone either way uh just because of the the little flip of the foot at the end uh, i wouldn't have been surprised I'm, I'm very glad that it counted i thought it should have counted but it was right on the edge and and vegas uh, kind of got uh, a good couple of uh, moments uh, for them uh in being able to uh being able to capitalize on pucks
0: yeah I, in the case of John of the Marchessault you can't ever talk about a empty net goal as being insignificant no. ever right because for a guy like Marchessault that puck going in that goal on the ledger it, it opens up a whole different world of confidence for him and you saw it on the goal that opened up the scoring yesterday
1: uh, by the way, the third line uh, against Nashville had uh, Matty on it. Uh, uh, Cotter, Amadio incorrect. and Brisson. Yeah, and so uh, Amadio there's another guy uh, out of the lineup, unable to go yesterday. Uh, let's take a break, and uh, when we continue, we'll tell you whether or not we have stuff to give away today. And we also want to get you set for our hockey parlay contest on Fox Sports Las Vegas.
2: This. ready for more info on your stanley cup champions the vegas golden knights well good because we're back to the vegas golden knights insider show
1: Squeeze today, we're uh, off at 5.30, so only 90-minute show because we are going to give way to the Henderson Silver Knights and Brian McCormick as the HSK take on Tucson. So we're going to move things around in the lineup. And Chapman, why don't we get the intro to one-timers ready as we bring you some news and notes from around the National Hockey League.
2: Carlson left corner, centered, one timer score! It's time for one-timers. One-Timers. A quick look at news and notes from around the National Hockey League. Brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. Logan
1: Couture expected to make his season debut for the San Jose Sharks this weekend. He has been out all year with a lower body injury that he suffered in training this summer. Said he... There was a time a couple of months ago where he didn't even know if he was going to be able to play in the National Hockey League ever again. Mm. But he's in a good spot right now, and uh, that'll make them much better uh, down the middle of the ice. And uh, you you wonder, a team that was already going to be challenged to compete? Uh, is going to get a uh, huge player back and give them a, a little bit more breathing room. So good news for the San Jose Sharks. Yeah,
0: good for San Jose. Good for Logan Couture, obviously, for being able to get himself into the position to to play again. And, and you're kind of hoping for the best for him as, as he kind of makes his return. And, you know, you get a good player, but you also get your captain back. And, and that can certainly help things uh, for the San Jose Sharks as they're going through a really difficult season
1: the nhl player safety department uh, department is uh, very busy right now mm-hmm. as they they look at a couple of different plays from last night uh, let's start with the edmonton oilers and yanni gord uh, of seattle is going to have a hearing for his hit on Matthias Eckholm. what did you think of it and do you agree that uh, that there is supplemental discipline to be in place here. Well,
0: I, I can give you breaking news from the NHL Department of Player Safety. Oh, did it? Is it, did it just has come down. He has been suspended two games for oh. the charge of. So, do you agree with it? <laughs> it's it's really that's a really interesting question. Um, yes, Yanni Gord charged Matthias Ekholm. He he leapt into the hit like it's a dangerous play. Um, so I agree with Yanni Gord getting supplemental discipline, hundred percent. However. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with Connor McDavid cross-checking Gord in the back and not willing to engage after the fact and all of the stuff that leads to these types of hits. And it seems to me like we're just kind of continuing to go through this this song and dance where uh, there are initial plays that spark frustration with certain players. And then, you know, whether or not you believe you should have to answer for anything or not is, is kind of another aspect of the point here but Yanni Gord was frustrated because of what Connor McDavid did McDavid wouldn't engage him so he went out and took it out on the TSAC home so I, I don't know it's all pretty well, wild to me I just want to point out
1: uh, you don't have to fight if, I, I if agree if you don't yes. want to fight you don't have to fight and the the idea and I've heard this from a couple of different uh, people and I'm kind of glad you went down this path because it yeah. lets me voice my opinion a little more vehemently mm-hmm. uh, what Connor McDavid did off the face off to Yanni Gord was not very much. And it was not as significant cross check. It was more of a push. Gord did fall down, but it wasn't anything extreme. Gord obviously was upset about it and chased McDavid around. Well, good on him, because he was able to kind of keep pace with with McDavid. Uh, that's, a, that's a significant feat in itself. Uh, as for the hit, it was nasty. It was yeah. fast. It was full force. It was to the head. Uh, I I'm quite surprised that there was only now that it's become official mm-hmm. that it was only a two-game suspension. I uh, I thought it was going to be more. Yeah, I mean you you can
0: you can make that argument certainly because I, I just did. It well, you can make that <laughs> argument because it's certainly I don't want to say it's predetermined, but there was there was intent there, right? Like it wasn't oh, a situation. Oh no, that, that, that's a where, that's a premeditated yeah, exactly. Play. Like you can you can make the argument that it should have been more than two games because Yanni Gordon knew exactly what he was doing. He had every intention of of jumping into Matthias Ackholm and trying to ram his head into the boards, and that should absolutely be punished. But at the same time, I think Connor McDavid gets away with a lot of stuff because he's Connor McDavid. And oh my goodness, I'm just saying. All, all I've ma- ever heard about Connor McDavid is how much he doesn't get the calls and, and this, that, the other thing, and how the, the Oilers whined and complained years and years and years because they didn't get the power plays. No, no, listen. They didn't get the power plays in the playoffs. And what we've seen out of McDavid and Drysidle, they've added an element and an edge to their game where they get away with extra cross checks and extra whacks and extra hacks. And if, they, if players did it to them, they'd be whining and, com- and complaining about not getting the calls.
1: That comes across a little homery, a little syrupy. In what way am I being a Homer? Like I'm not a Seattle Kraken a, guy. I'm about saying Connor McDavid.
0: What I'm saying is McDavid gets away with a lot that other players wouldn't get away with, and McDavid would be frustrated by if players were able to treat him the same way.
1: Yeah. I'm going to respectfully disagree and move on to a new season high for hardest shot. The hardest shot in the last three seasons has been recorded. And it's not by anybody you'd really think. It's it's funny, but it was the same with the the fastest skater. Uh, We we have a beautiful slap shot of 102.40 miles per hour. Darren Radish scoring Hmm. it. See, Darren's are very hard-hitting. They can they can take it up a notch. 102.40 miles per hour in a game. There you go, Darren Radish, uh, the uh, fastest shot that does, we've seen in the National Hockey League in three seasons. How does he spell Darren? Uh, it's uh, two R's, E-N. So not like you. Well, uh, is is it is it the Lotus spelling that we're going with? No, no, no. I'm. Or is I'm it, it? Or it, is it? Either the, way, de- it doesn't. The, it doesn't matter. It my, my both are wrong
0: spelling. Well, yeah. your, your legal spelling is D-A-R-E-N, right? D-A-R, like Darren Poopa. Right. So the point is, you can you can claim all you want to that it's it's a Darren thing, but it's Darren spelled correctly as opposed to incorrectly.
1: It sounds the same. Just When, eh. when Elliot and I are on the set together, they go Darren squared. There we go. Uh, Jimmy Rutherford signs a three-year deal to remain with the Vancouver Canucks as their president. I thought Jimmy was done five years ago. Mm-hmm. He's found not not uh, like a, a, a extra breath here. He's found another career. Like he's extended his career by a a significant margin going into Vancouver. And good on him because I I wasn't happy with the way Jimmy handled Bruce Boudreau. I thought that was disrespectful. But the hiring of Rick Tockett was the right decision uh, bringing in Patrick Alvin obviously was the right decision and what they've been able to do there has turned out to be a good solid performance uh, by the Vancouver Canucks and Jimmy Rutherford from Carolina to Pittsburgh and winning championships along the way has put himself in a pretty good position now uh, to make a run for it with the with the Vancouver Canucks
0: Yep, uh, I'm, I'm with you in that I, I thought it would have been you know, over for for Jim Rutherford a, a little while ago, but the Vancouver Canucks. This is the team that that finds a way, and and Jim Rutherford's kind of got his his stamp on that team. And I'm hopeful that Vancouver recognizes the opportunity in front of them, and they try to win a Stanley Cup. Good on them if they do.
1: Oh, he used to play. Hmm. You know, he used to play Jim Rutherford. Yeah, yeah. People don't even realize that. He was a little goalie back in his day. Made it happen back there. Kick-saving a beauty. But now he's there in Hartford and Carolina for so long and, and now uh, making it uh, happen out in Vancouver. Those are your one-timers. News and notes from around the National Hockey League for this Friday, January on Fox Sports Las Vegas.
2: We're back to the Finley Chevrolet Studios and the VGK Insider Show with Darren Millard and Ryan
1: Wallace. Told you to be around your radio and listen for the cue to call and be part of the Hockey Parlay Contest Are right around uh, 4.50, and that's where we are right now. So let's take caller number three to 702. What's the number? 702-876-1340? There it is. There we are. You got that's, it. That's uh, right where we are. Uh, caller number three, and you will participate in the Hockey Parlay Contest. Uh, we'll give you three games. Uh, you correctly... Predict the winners of those three games, you will walk away with $400. Uh, all three games will take place on Saturday or Sunday as uh, we crank this thing up. Uh, I'm not, uh, not cheering against people right now, but I wouldn't mind if we got this thing up uh, more than $1,000 just to add some real zeal uh, to the VGK Insider Show every Friday.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, the the higher it goes, the, the more... A spectacle it becomes. So I, I'm with you, and again, I'm not rooting against anybody. I, I think I've been pretty consistent in terms of the games that I've picked on a week-to-week basis. Uh, but I would like to see it hit uh, hit at least a thousand or more.
1: Yeah, you kind of gave Rita a raw deal.
0: No, I didn't. She won
1: but, my game. But uh, but that was that was kind of just out there. Uh, she overcame that challenge, and I'm happy for her. But the rest of it, uh, you've been
2: okay. Chapman, how are we doing? Well, we're good. We're good. We got our we got our contestant. Okay, who is it? It is Craig. Craig, how are you feeling today?
1: I'm feeling lucky. Yeah, that's good. Oh, that uh, that's good. And are, do you normally and and do you, do you wager on hockey at all?
0: I normally don't wager on it, but I follow it pretty closely.
2: Good. Okay. We'll give you three games. Let's start off with Chris Chapman. All right, Craig, so first game up is 10 a.m. tomorrow morning and the Colorado Avalanche visit the Philadelphia Flyers.
1: Okay, I think this one's going to be an easy one, Colorado. All right, a little bounce-back game after the loss against the Boston Bruins. Ryan Wallace. All right, Craig, um, I'm sorry to have to do this to
0: you, but I've got the Ducks at the Sharks tomorrow night. Oh, wow. I know.
1: I'm going to pick the Ducks. Okay. A couple of roadies there. Uh, We'll loop back to to that one in just a second. The final game puts the Oilers and Flames against each other. Edmonton has won 12 in a row. The Flames trying to climb into an actual playoff spot. They're right there uh, knocking on the door right now. It's the Battle of Alberta, one of the fiercest rivalries in sports. This game is in Calgary. They would like nothing more than to stop Edmonton's streak. Who are you taking? That
0: is not going to happen. I'm going to go
1: with the Oilers. All right. Three road teams to win for Craig. Uh, Just so you know, Logan Couture expected to play his first game of the season tomorrow night for San Jose. Uh, Philadelphia has been strong at, uh, at putting aside adversity, and Calgary needs the win badly, and it's a rivalry game. I'll give you a chance now to alter any of your picks.
0: Nope, hope I'm going to
1: keep with all three roundings. There you go. Uh, good luck, Craig. Uh, we can't wait to follow along and uh, and root for you, pal. Hopefully the $400 ends up in your back pocket.
0: <laughs> I hope
1: so. Thank you, guys. Thanks for playing, pal, and keep listening to the BGK Insider Show every Friday for the Hockey Parlay Contest presented by Michael E. Minden Jewelers. Which Do you like home? his play? Do you like his play with the Avalanche, Anaheim, and Edmonton?
0: Um, I, I oh. think San Jose is going to get a boost from Couture.
2: Yeah, um, and I like Philadelphia. I think
0: think Philadelphia is going to roll the the avalanche. I'm I'm beginning to be a believer there. Yeah, me too. Uh, I I do believe the Oilers are going to beat the brakes off the Flames. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no Markstrom. I don't think he's going to be back uh, in time for that game, so it uh, hurts Calgary a little bit. But that'll be a fun one with the winning streak on the line for the Edmonton Oilers in the backyard of the Calgary Flames in the Stampede City. Uh, We've got uh, the next 30 minutes, hour number two of the VGK Insider Show, next on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Getting it done for the next 25 minutes on Fox Sports Las Vegas, and then we will give way to the Henderson Silver Knights in Tucson. Brian McCormick, Justin Russo handling uh, that call. Looking forward to the game. It's a back-to-back set for the Silver Knights against the Tucson Roadrunners uh, on Fox Sports uh, Las Vegas. got to tell you about this. So we're going to get to Bruce in just a little bit. Uh, His media availability from today. uh, Another uh, practice in which Aiden Hill's on the ice. It was an optional today, so not everybody there. uh, But Aiden Hill was out there for uh, the practice, which included... Uh, probably 10 skaters uh, that were part of that uh, grouping uh, today for the Vegas the tonight's uh, game rating also uh, coming up. But I was up early today. I had a, a meeting with an orthopedic doctor uh, regarding uh, hand injury that I suffered in my most recent bike accident. There's, they now come in, like, stages. Uh, not the one a long time ago, but the most recent one when a car hit me. And so I'm, I'm there. I'm getting this hand looked at. It, I fill out all the paperwork. And there's like 20 pages of it, and the lady is so nice. She takes it, she corrects me in a couple places, and then I'm waiting 10 minutes for the uh, call to go back. And the lady comes to me and says, um, "Is it your hand or your shoulder?" I said, "It's my hand." She goes, "Are you sure?" I'm like, "Yeah." She mm-hmm. said, "We we only do shoulders here, for the uh, for this doctor." I'm like, "Well, that's not going to work because it's my hand." <laughs> My, my left thumb that's uh, that's all jammed up and she's like, oh, that's too bad. are you are you sure you don't want us to look at your shoulder mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, are, is this really happening right now? Like, I don't mind getting up and leaving and uh, away you go but uh, just the, I thought it was funny in the sense of just a, a moment of mallard it, where where it's just like the, 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 I have this person basically saying, well, look at your shoulder. Mm-hmm. It's 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 fine, but there's nothing wrong with it. But you it. Did,
0: you didn't know they were shoulder specialists.
1: Didn't did not know that it was shoulder special? I've seen like huh. 20 doctors uh for this accident and I still so now I got to figure out where the where the hand doctor is. I I kind of I didn't know there's a difference between somebody that did shoulders and hands. Mm-hmm. Uh did you know that? Other well, than I, the I, fact that one does shoulders and one does Well, hands. I mean like
0: they're not the, they're not the same physiology. Yeah. No, no,
1: but I thought the same doctor would do shoulders and hands. Not
0: if they're specialists. You're not yeah. just a
1: shoulder doc. You're an orthopedic uh, uh, uh You went surgeon, to the upper so. body doctor. Yeah. <laughs> what you, what that's, you're that's looking what for is an upper body specialist, I, but you didn't I, I'm one. thinking, can you look at my, like, anything? If I got a joint or bone problem, mm-hmm. look at it. Well, to be the, fair- the, They all function.
0: Every, I mean, your thumb could be downstream of an issue in your shoulder, so you might you, you might as well have tooken, taken them up on their offer.
1: No, I, I wanted to get to work and hang out with my buddies, uh, huh. the Positivity Alley, with India Garrett and uh, Ashley. We had a great day today and uh, practice today, and uh, all on the heels of a second straight win for the Vegas Golden Knights. As we get into our game rating, to alcohol, the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. Yeah! And, and the doctor's office, they were so nice. They were so nice, and they were willing to even look at my shoulder, even though yeah, nothing wrong with the hand, though. It could it could use uh, a little bit of
2: uh, tender-loving care. Uh, let's uh, get to Chapman. What's
1: your game rating from last night in the
2: 5-1 win? All right, I'll make it easy. Uh, we've seen multiple times this year where the Golden Knights have been on fire the first 10 minutes with nothing to show for it. So it was nice to see them flip the script last night on the New York Rangers where the Rangers came out like a house of cards on fire, and... Uh, they, they, they looked for the first eight to ten minutes like they were going to blow the Golden Knights off the ice. Logan Thompson was really, really good. Again, they beat one of the best teams in the NHL. I thought the Rangers kind of quit once the game got up 2 nothing. It's a five. It's a, it's, it's a dompy. You beat one of the best teams in the league. You beat them pretty handily. Your goalie plays a really good game. It's a five. I'll play them.
1: I agree with you. Let's uh, get to Ryan Wallace.
2: Yeah, it's a a Dom P, five
0: out of five for me. Back-to-back wins for the first time since early December, certainly for the first time. Yeah, Yeah, certainly for the first time this calendar year of of 2024. um, You know, again, you you get a big performance out of – Nick Waugh and John Jonathan Marcioso and Ivan Barbashev, Mark Stone picks up a couple of points. You win the special teams battle. I know the Rangers scored a power play goal, but you look at Brad Howden's empty net shorthanded goal, that gives you the win in the special teams battle. You don't just saw it off. Uh, to me, it's a blueprint. The Golden Knights are following it. As long as they play to that blueprint, they should be able to pick up points in the standings, win hockey games, and you saw evidence of that last night.
1: Like the Boston game uh, where you had a game-saving save in the first minute with Logan Thompson stopping David Pasternak. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was similar last night. Not the dramatic play, uh, but Logan Thompson was certainly very good on multiple chances against him in, in the first 10 minutes. And then Vegas just turned it around and uh, went off and uh, had a marvelously fun game for the rest of the way. And I, I think being a 4 nothing after two, it must have felt similar to what, the Stanley Cup Final game was in Game Five of the Championship Series against Florida, when they were uh, riding that insurmountable lead. Like four nothing, probably felt like eight nothing, given all the close games Vegas has played and the uh, roller coaster ride that they've had. So be able to enjoy one, I was really happy for the guys. So uh, we sweep it uh, with three Dom Perignon's, uh, four, five out of
2: five in the Vegas Golden I have League here set. a 1921 bottle of Dom Perignon, unopened.
0: Oh yeah, time to party like it's your birthday, popping
1: bottles in the pawn shop. There you go, uh, Chris Chapman, uh, I have a couple of things I want to talk to you about. Okay. Did you say they came out like a house of cards on fire? Yes. What does that mean?
2: I have no idea, but it's, a, it's something I've heard before, like a house of cards on fire.
1: I've heard uh, they came out like a house on fire. And then folded like a house of cards. All
2: right, well, but never, never
1: <laughs> like a house of cards on fire.
2: It sounds it sounds fine. It's good. A house of cards <laughs> you're, on fire.
1: You're, you're mixing your metaphors. The, Ranger, uh,
2: the Rangers folded like a cheap suit. The Golden Knights came out like a house They folded of cards. like a
1: house of cards. <laughs> the cart's
0: out of the barn, buddy. I don't know yeah, what to tell you. Yeah.
2: Yeah. The carts. Hey, I, 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 I'm I'm all in isn't favor the, of isn't it the horses out of the barn?
1: They they they. The Kiprios uh, Kipri-isms that we had back in the day, uh, was awesome. Like two Good peas job, in a was, pot.
2: That was and, last
1: uh, week. And, and that, uh, <laughs> I, I like, uh, I like it when we flip those around. Uh, the other one was, uh, during the commercial break, you were talking about barking up the wrong tree. Yes. <laughs> no, no, but I, I wanted to tell you that, uh, that I've got a, a, an explanation because you, you were like, is that the correct phrase? Like, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you want to know where that phrase comes from? Sure. I'd love to know. Because I I said it was the cat, like the, the dog's chasing the cat, and the cat's up uh, a different tree. That that, that was my uh, take on it, but I thought I'd do some checking on it. The origin of the idiom of barking up the wrong tree dates back to the early 1800s, and so it's been around for a while, when hunting with packs of dogs was very popular. The term was used literally at first when prey animals, such as raccoons, would trick dogs into believing they were up certain trees when, in fact, they had escaped. Ah, That is
2: barking up the wrong tree. I like that. I, I, listen, I'm a dog guy. I love dogs. I like the backstory. It's good.
1: No, I just like
2: that we're learning. Yes. On this yes. Program. Kind of like Texas Rangers.
1: That's right. Like, yeah. uh, like why pirates wear patches? <laughs> well, used to wear patches. They, they've, they've well, kind of. Evolved. I don't think there's
2: too many pirates around anymore.
1: Well, no, there's lots of pirates. They just. Don't have the old wooden boats. (laughs) There's there's lots of pirates over there. Or they're
0: they're just more focused on pay per view television.
1: (laughs) And and they that's true. That's true on that. Uh, There you go. Uh, Let's uh, get into Bruce Cassidy. This is uh, his availability from today, an off day, uh, between the victory over the New York Rangers and the arrival of the Pittsburgh Penguins. What do you mean it's
2: broken? So we, we don't have Bruce today, unfortunately. I have to call IT once again to get in here and look at our computer. Okay, what happened to the computer? Walk me through the computer. So there, we had a – remember a couple months ago we had a situation where <laughs> the wires were unplugged? Chapman,
0: there have been so many days I with know. an incident that it's hard to keep track of all these things.
2: Oh, it's so – Okay, don't so, get distracted. Tell me what's wrong with the computer. Well, there's wires that are unplugged when it comes to – Playing the audio on the computer through the board here. So um Why don't you just plug them back in? Well I don't know which wires go I don't know which wires are supposed to be, but there's a something telling me live wire out zero one, so that's what it says. Live wire out zero one. Yes. yes. That's a quote. That's a quote.
0: <laughs> so you have that pot up right now.
2: I do. Okay. Yes. Internet pot. Yeah.
0: I see that. Hmm. And you can't move that to a different pot at all.
2: Well, I don't think it's going to change the fact that the right. wire is not working.
0: Well, if the wire is out on that pot, it might work on a different pot. No.
2: I can try. I will do that. Let's. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Walking you through the wor- world of Chapman here as we uh, on the VGK Insider Show.
0: Well, it's like it's it's a it's a digital board, right? So that you can move things around to different pots. Maybe just maybe. I don't know. I'm just. Pots are the here.
1: the thing that turns up the volume. Yeah. For people that are that don't know.
2: It's the volume switch. So Yeah, so there's no... All right, this may take a few minutes. So. Live wire number two's not working either. I don't know. We'll, we'll this find the, out. This is my
1: favorite. <laughs> when when things don't work on this show, it's my favorite thing.
2: All right, so we have... I'm, do, I'm doing this, this speech in this? Manitoba. What is going on here? Oh, boy. You're, this, you're uh, the guy that runs yeah, the board. I know, what you, I know. What, you, what do you mean? Yeah, it's not unloading the source, so I don't. I don't oh. Yeah, I don't know. Up oh, there we go. Okay, source oh. unloaded. So let's oh, right. let's see if this works. This is down. amazing. Yes, let's it's see. It's gonna if this, be the, the best Bruce ever. <laughs> We're already like three minutes in. Oh, I don't think I could do it in that. Pop. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> so we got to try okay. a different ones. So you work on this. I'll I'll run through a little bit of Bruce.
1: Okay. Uh, talked about uh, uh, the starts and. This is the two games in a row mm-hmm. where Vegas has found its game. It's, it's, it's really good in a way. Uh, we're getting back to, and Bruce has talked about this at times, when they, when they lose their game, they're able to get it back in-game without making major adjustments, line juggling, uh, shorten the bench, that kind of thing. The, the players themselves are great at stabilizing the game if they go through a bad stretch in the second period or start of the third. Uh, what's unique about the last two games is they haven't come out great, and they've had to hold on. And they've had to uh, find their game gradually. Against Nashville, it was uh, a little tighter defensively, even though the shot clock uh suggested uh, more of a lopsided game. Yesterday uh, was certainly required uh, more goaltending performance uh, than the Nashville game, but uh, but they got through it. And they never trailed in the game, and they were able to uh, eventually score on one of their first chances. Uh, and Bruce said uh, part of that, he takes responsibility on that. He, he, he really does treat it personally uh, when the players aren't ready or, or don't uh, produce. Right off the bat, uh, mm. aren't engaged in the game right off the bat. But they also said, like this, two games in a row, the players, the players got to take some responsibility. And, and I think it's it. I think Bruce is probably being a little hard on himself there. That's more athletes start of the game. Let's go. Let's get ready. But but the level of dominance once they found their game in both contests. Was was pretty significant, and uh, he said we're never going to be perfect, but we do. That rope-a-dope style, paraphrasing, uh, isn't uh, a real recipe for being uh, being able to continue uh, to make progress uh, with the victories. Uh, talked about uh, it's going to be Rempel or Berson. Uh, that will play tomorrow, and one of them will probably be out. uh, Jonas Mm Romberg will go back in tomorrow night. Uh, Also uh, talked about how much uh, Jonathan Marcheseau has helped uh, Brendan Brisson. Yeah. Uh, during this week, uh, also mentioned that uh, that uh, Pat Berson, Brendan's dad, is is Marshall's agent, so uh, that uh, that works uh, well. That there was a, a relationship uh, there, so uh, some good stuff. Or uh, Riley Smith, uh, I think he's going to be in the building tomorrow night. Uh, haven't confirmed that yet, but uh, I heard a couple of things about that. Uh, hopefully, so uh, it, there might be another tribute. Uh, with the uh, misfit uh, returning to T-Mobile Arena, uh, when you've got uh, uh, a Stanley Cup champion mm-hmm. with the Vegas Golden Knights coming back with one of the uh, one of the other teams, so uh, a little bit uh, uh, of uh, scattering of, of news today. But as for Aiden Hill, uh, who practiced today, still don't know uh, whether or not. He backs up tomorrow. Uh, whether or not uh, he takes another game to watch, whether uh, it does sound like he's going to go on the trip next week uh, with the with the four games—the Monday, Tuesday, and then the Friday, Saturday—that uh, that also uh, just tosses another challenge into things, where like Logan's probably not going to play all four games mm-hmm. with two back-to-backs. Uh, where is Yuri Patera in his? Recovery, and where is Aiden Hill in his progress? Uh, these next guy is Isaiah Seville, who hasn't played uh, a minute in the National Hockey. This has been up here for a, a while, but it uh, there's some things to be decided about who goes on the trip and then who plays. Uh, Next week and tomorrow night might give you an indication. I'd be surprised if Aiden Hill played tomorrow, Mm -hmm. but it's a total possibility if they'd like to to get him into a a game at home before they go on the road. Uh, But just reading tea leaves, um, they had an optional practice today. Probably want another good workout uh, uh, before. That although they're not going to get a chance to practice before the uh, full practice anyway before the game uh, on Monday, so uh, that that's up in the air right now as or what the what the goaltending uh, situation is going to look like next week. So
0: I'm not suggesting they do this, but the idea of two back to backs, as you mentioned, Monday Tuesday and then Friday Saturday. So there's three days in between the two sets of back to backs, and then you've got the bye week and the All Star break afterward. Like. If Aiden Hill wasn't available and it was Logan Thompson and Isaiah Seville as your two goaltenders on the trip, do you think you can entertain the idea of Logan playing at least one of the two back-to-backs? Yeah, yeah. If absolutely. not both,
1: no. I I, I think you wouldn't go both. Yeah, I think that's that's tough. That that's challenging. And keep in mind, like Aiden's still coming back. You don't want to put this your your national hockey league goaltender that has found some rhythm here into a bad position. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the same reason why remember last year when they played the four different goalies in four games. They won all four games, but they, they played a back to back we between I'm gonna say Carolina and st Louis and Yuri Patera made his National Hockey League debut yeah uh, the reason why they didn't play Jonathan quick on back-to-back was the other guys were hurt you don't want to put your your last veteran guy in a position where you're stressing him too much could he do it yes but there's just Probably more of a chance. Would it be dangerous? I, I don't want to make it sound like it's it's uh, really a, a gauntlet that you'd run. But when you're when you're playing a couple of back-to-backs in one week, mm-hmm. that does heighten the possibility for uh, some kind of ailment to jump out at you. Now you're going to the bye week, so you'd have some time, but uh, you don't don't want to uh, put the player. In any type of uh, uh, predicament on that, so uh, I don't, I don't think you would, you would consider that. You probably, if if it came to that, you would, you would see. And there was no other options. You would see Isaiah Seville uh, make his his National Hockey League debut.
0: Yeah, I, I think if you're in that situation, you probably look at the first three games of the trip because you're like right there. It's New Jersey, and then the Islanders and the Rangers. Maybe from you know that perspective, you can you can talk yourself into that first back-to-back situation, but uh, because you're going to be traveling after the, the the first game of the second back-to-back to Detroit, that, that's probably the direction where if, if you don't have Aiden Hill available, I think Logan gets three of the four, and it's in that that similar type of setup.
1: Or Aiden Hill's able to play, or or Aiden Hill's
0: able to play. Yeah, absolutely. And
1: that would be the best case scenario. That, uh, that you're able to roll out your two National Hockey League uh, veteran goaltenders and be able to go, uh, or Yuri Patera, who's who's now seen some, uh, some uh, action uh, with the Golden Knights, that, that he's able to go. Uh, but at this point, as we sit here right now, uh, it's going to be uh, an interesting journey to follow uh, that will start tomorrow, and the first indication will be who backs up, Logan Thompson tomorrow, because uh, that, that would lead... Everything points towards Logan Thompson playing again uh, tomorrow. But if Aiden Hill is backing up, then that gives you uh, a, a real strong sense that uh, that he'd be able to play uh, one or two of those games on that road trip. Uh, even with with Aiden coming back uh, tomorrow to back up, maybe he only plays one of the three anyway to try and ease him in. Now, Bruce is, a, is big on... If you're dressed, you play, mm-hmm. or you should be able to play, and, uh, and away you go. But given the length uh, of, of absence for, for Aiden Hill, and there's been uh, a couple of times where uh, he's been knocking on the door and, and hasn't been able to settle settle back in, uh, I, I don't know how much more cautious you would be. Uh, or you just say, is he ready? Yes, he's ready, and, and we'll give it another shot.
0: Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see what ends up happening. As, as you mentioned, though, best-case scenario is you get to go on the trip with Logan Thompson and Aiden Hill, and you get both guys into the fold next week.
1: Uh, I'm thinking they, they take three goaltenders, though. Like, nope. Aiden's making progress. He's practicing with the team, so he goes uh, because he's practicing with the team. But you probably need some kind of uh, – I love this part about, uh, about the game when, when you can – you're not speculating about injuries or uh, you're speculating about uh, availability and what you'd, what you'd want to do. But uh, you, without Yuri Patera, because uh, everybody's kind of in that middle zone. Uh, Seville hasn't played. Patera uh, has not uh, been around the team since the Colorado game. And Aiden Hill is practicing uh what what do you do with with all that and doctors will give you the medical staff gives you uh their best uh, assessment and then the 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 coach has to decide on who he has uh, available to him and if Seville and Hill and Thompson are available you go with your you would Go with your two veterans, but you'd need some type of insurance. Given what we've seen, I would think that you might uh, need some uh, type of insurance uh, mm-hmm. on on the backside of that. Just it, goes without saying. Not hopefully you don't need it. Yeah, wouldn't be given a given that thing you're on you're the other it. side of the country, right?
0: Yeah, I mean it wouldn't be a bad thing to have it with you, right?
1: Yeah, if you're if you're if you're home then you you can get uh, Seville back to uh, Henderson and get uh, back into the rhythm of playing some games, uh, which would be great. But uh, when you're on know the other side of the country, you, you don't want him uh, traveling back and forth and back and forth and and then have to play uh, either with Henderson or with the Vegas Golden Knights because he's not in the best uh, possible situation. Uh, we got the Hanson Silver Knights coming up next, uh, taking on the Tucson Roadrunners, one of the best names in hockey, the Silver Knights, Against the Tucson Roadrunners, uh, Brian McCormick with the call, uh, Justin Russo uh, hosting that broadcast. So looking forward to that on Fox Sports Las Vegas. And then tomorrow is the final game of the five-game homestand. Ryan, um, four and one or three and two. It's it's already plus five hundred. So uh, an opportunity to do something really cool. Oh
0: yeah, um, I'm not going to throw a, a prediction on tomorrow, but it'll be fun to see Sidney Crosby
1: live and in person in T-Mobile Arena, soaking it up, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. in the building. Don't know how many more trips he'll make to the strip uh, with the Pittsburgh Penguins and the National Hockey League. Thanks for listening. Great week, everybody. Talk to you again on Monday.